Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome to another episode of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'm so excited. We have another remarkable woman on here to share her story and just talk all things faith and business with you today. Her name is Brittany Morgan. Brittany is a copywriting veteran, mommy of two boys. She's a preacher's kid. That's a whole... PK, that's a whole different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> She's a natural born storyteller. She lives for the light bulb moment when women entrepreneurs realize that genius that hides in their own everyday stories. Um, she is attempting to practice, uh, she's when she's not attempting to practice peaceful parenting. That's like an oxymoron. Brittany is the, a content creator in chief at BHM Content Agency. Uh, it's a home network to an ex to expert copywriters and freelance mamas. She loves to share all things strategy, humor, and faith in her community. Welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate the invitation. Super excited. I appreciate you so much. I'm so happy to have you on here today and talking. Uh, before we started recording, I'm just going to share this because I think this is amazingly like typical of being a work at home mom. She's like, hold on, there's drawing on the wall behind me. <laughs> and she wipes off. If you're watching this on our YouTube channel, I wish I said, I wish you would have seen that while we were recording. It's like the perfect quintessential moment for at all times. At all times. You just always have like paper towels and cleaner wherever you're at. Yes. Oh, well, thank you for joining us today. We're so happy to have you on the podcast. And I know I read your bio, but I would love it if you could just share a little bit more about yourself with, uh, with the listeners and the watchers <laughs> on the channel. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. So I do focus on copywriting and content strategy. I started copywriting in 2006. So this was, um, I was writing for a much more traditional marketing agency, mostly did print stuff because e-commerce online for small businesses was not a thing. Nope. Um, definitely social media wasn't, uh, I think that was right whenever Facebook was created, like YouTube was in its infancy. Like it was like MySpace then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had a decked out MySpace, let me tell you. <laughs> I thought I was a graphic designer with my HTML on, on MySpace back then. Um, yeah, and uh, I just, I've always loved writing. I've, that's just always been my way to communicate. I've always been someone who tells stories about even the smallest things. It just turns into a, a story for me. Um, and found as I went through you know, college and um, into my career that that was just something that I kept coming back to. Um, and in 2016, um, there was kind of a series of events all at one time. Uh, actually, I got laid off from a nonprofit um, that lost a ton of funding, found out I was expecting our second child, and my husband got a job offer um, in Georgia, where I'm from, we lived in Illinois at the time, all within six weeks of each other. Wow. <laughs> and so we moved. Um, and when I had laid off, I, when I'd gotten laid off, I had decided, you know, to, to do this content copywriting stuff on my own. 
Um, and that just kind of accelerated the process because then I was moving with a, a, a two-year-old, almost three-year-old and expecting a new one and <laughs> moving 800 miles and all at the same time. So and God opened doors and you know, things just started to play out. Um, I, in 2018 though, we had, um, got pregnant with our third baby and lost her mm. um, early in the pregnancy. And I really struggled. Um, I struggled with postpartum with all my kids. And uh, I did not expect after a miscarriage to deal with postpartum the same way that I did with my, my live births, but I did. And during that time, my business really struggled because I wasn't able to be present in it. Um, really walked a, a dark a dark path there. And my husband, you know, we talked about it and said, you know what, um, maybe just taking the pressure of the business off would be a good move for me. And I'd been doing it for several years and, um, you know, maybe it was time to go back to full-time employment and kind of have somebody else carry the weight of the business and I could just yeah. do, do my job. Um, and that wasn't how it worked uh, for about seven months. I, I just, what it wasn't fitting and it wasn't working. And I had this moment um, in August of last year where I was sitting in my driveway and I just had tears just rolling down my cheeks. Um, and I wasn't, cut, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was cut out for the corporate world. It wasn't working for me. It wasn't working for our family. Um, and I didn't even want to go home and be with my kids. I, I didn't want to go to daycare and pick them up and bring them home because I was so spent from yeah. that day that I had spent, you know, trying to navigate this corporate world that I was just not succeeding in. Um, and I realized I wasn't called to be a marketer, which was the job that I had. It was in-person marketing. That's not a calling, but I was definitely called to be the mom of these two crazy boys. And if the one thing is affecting my ability to do the other, if, if I am no longer able to be the wife and the mom that I'm supposed to be um, because of someone else's metrics and someone else's opinion, then that's what's the wrong fit. It's not me. It's the situation that I'm in. So um, kind of out of that just really deep hole, God kind of put a fire in me to, you know what, I'm going to make this work no matter what, because I know that I'm called for more than this. I'm definitely called to feel <laughs> differently than this. Um, and it was really laid strongly on my heart. There's a lot of other women that are in that situation. Um, and as, whereas before I'd been doing done for you services all myself, um, I really felt called to help women businesses, especially mom businesses, to be able to achieve that same level of self-determination and, you know, pursue what is important to them and, and what matters to them and be able to build businesses around our lives instead of the other way around. Yeah. Um, and so just through that journey, um, it has been a whirlwind. Uh, I told my husband, okay, I'm done. And he said, um, uh, <laughs> his, his financial safety glands started firing. <laughs> um, that I got a, actually got a job offer, um, doing content creating and marketing for a Christian based nonprofit healthcare organization that works with low income families. Um, started doing that. My business started taking off and now I'm back full time in my business and I have an agency of other copywriters um, and we network with other providers like web designers and graphic designers. The vast majority of whom are freelance mamas and we're doing that. We're, we're, we're standing for what we believe in. We're letting our faith shine through what we do and I'm able to help other women in business achieve that, achieve the the business that's built around our lives instead of the other way around. I'm so thankful. Like God's just had his hand in it and been opening doors left and right, like crazy. And like this, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is how it's supposed to be. 
Well, I didn't know you before, but I can tell you right now that you are glowing. And if you're listening to this um, via a podcast, I want to highly recommend that you actually go to our YouTube channel and just look at the incredible smile on her face. (laughs) I mean, if you are not walking in your purpose right now and your mission, I don't know anybody that is. And I have to say that you are you hit the nail on the head. So many women are exactly where you were. Mm -hmm. And not only were you dealing with postpartum, but you were dealing with grief. So it was like a compounded emotional, I mean, you were in trauma at that moment. And then you were trying to, you know, fit a square peg into a round hole. I mean, I feel like what you went through so many, right now, there are women listening to this who are in that place. Absolutely. They're in that place. And so if you could, okay, so obviously this was multifaceted. I mean, you grew up as a a believer, being a preacher's child and growing up in church. And that's, I think that's why you're a great storyteller because most preachers are like amazing storytellers. (laughs) It's like, that's what they do. Every, every time they talk to somebody, every sermon that's they're you know, painting these beautiful pictures. Um, But if you, so as you ventured into this next phase, the phase that you're in now for the woman that's listening. And she kind of feels like this isn't right. I'm supposed to do something else. She has this call, this little thing in her heart. What would you, what were the steps that you took and what advice would you give to somebody listening? So I think that as believers, everything we do has to be God led first. So And there are times where he calls us to step out of the boat and we're like, is that him or is that, you know, something inside me? Is that temptation? I think that's sometimes where we get stuck is we want to figure it all out and understand where it's all coming from. (laughs) So I kind of have a litmus test for decisions like this. Um, And number one is kind of the why. And I feel like this is something that has been repeated so many times it's lost its essence. But for me, service is the number one thing. Cause that's what God has always called us to do in anything that we're doing. We're serving him. We're serving people. That's the two greatest commandments is to love him and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So is what I'm feeling called to do. Does it do those two things? Does it serve God? And does it serve people? Does it serve someone? If it checks both of those boxes, that's not usually something that the enemy, the things that the enemy wants us to do is going to check off. It's usually right. pretty safe. Um, But then beyond that, and this is something that God actually just laid on my heart, and it has changed the way that I approach my business in the last couple of months. Um, But I was listening to a discussion um, by, and she's not a faith-based entrepreneur. She actually doesn't have faith. Um, But someone asked her how she stays so consistent in her business, and she doesn't have children. Um, And she said, well, how do you stay so consistent with feeding your kids? because it's just something that you have to do. And this kind of started this whole like uh, (laughs) mental like path for me. Um, It was very, for some reason, very revelatory for me because I realized that there are times where I don't consider my business as like something I have to do. It's almost optional. Sometimes falls Mm -hmm. down the list of priorities. Mm -hmm. And I realized my first thought was if I no longer considered this as optional, if I truly looked at this as my ministry, as my passion, which I believe it's my calling, how would I act? What would I do? And it was the same day um, that I had the thought of you know, the, it's a common theme in, in Christianity, you know, going in like you're coming out. So how would you worship? How would you serve? You know, how, how would you express your gratitude to God going into a trial if you were coming out of it? Yeah. 
And I realized, I was like, I can do this in my business because God's got huge plans for me. I know he's got huge promises and huge blessings for me. So every decision that I have to make, every step that I have to take, I'm going to walk into it like I've already come out of it. So if I'm going into April with my huge goals um, and revenue for the month, how would I worship God on May 1st? once all of those dreams have been hit, because if God is, you know, if he's from beginning to the end, he's timeless, then everything that he's promised me already exists. Mm. And maybe it's not me waiting on God to give it to me. It's God waiting on me to receive it. Mm. But if I'm Mm. not acting with intention, if I'm not pursuing service, serving him first, serving people, then all I'm doing is kicking my blessing down the road. But everything he's promised me, everything that I dream of, every calling that's like, you know, just starting to bloom in my heart, it already exists as a fully formed ministry, as a fully formed blessing in his time. If he Mm. put it there, it's because it's going to happen. It already exists. It's up to me to receive it and act in a way that receives it and that brings it to fruition. Okay. If you're listening to this or watching this, I want you just to go back 15 seconds and I want you to listen to what she said again. It makes me cry. That is so powerful. And if everybody acted like that, can you imagine how rapidly the world would change in amazing ways? Absolutely. And how how empowered women would be in every area of their life. Go back and listen to what Brittany just laid down for you. That's like mic drop. We can stop everything and be done. (laughs) Okay. That was so... That is such a powerful revelation that you just shared. I'm so happy that you had it happen to you so that you can share it to other people. And man, I just was like, I don't know if you saw me in my chair, I was like bouncing up and down. I was just receiving every word of that. That was, that is just an amazing thing. And it's going to be very exciting for us to be able to watch, you know, your journey your story from, that's not very long ago. You're talking about less than a year ago. We're recording this in April of 2020. You're talking about August of 2019. It hasn't even been a year. And look at the amazing steps and amazing things that have happened. And I just want to say this, because I believe this is what you're explaining that so the thing is, I believe everybody's born with this dream inside their heart that you have a, a purpose and a path. There's something that God specifically has for you to do. And generally speaking, I think it's a lot of things. Like there's a lot of things, it's not Absolutely. just one necessarily. There's a lot of things, but like, if you don't take the steps to accomplish the one, you're not going to get to the two and the three and the four. That's kind of my personal like belief system. If you've read, have you read the dream giver by Bruce Wilkinson? Mm-mm, okay. You'll love that. It's one of my favorite books. Bruce Wilkinson wrote the book, The Prayer of Jabez, but he wrote this other book called The Dream Giver. And the first half of it is a parable. I'm not going to give it away, but go read it. Like that's one of my faves. But, Writing it down. Um, but the thing about that is, I think that as people, you're exactly right. We say, shoot, is this of you, God? Like this thought or this dream or whatever, or is this me? Or is this, you're right, temptation? Am I, what is my, am I ego driven in this? What am I, what is my purpose for trying to do this? So we wait and we wait and we wait and we wait and we never take the step. But I will tell you what I've heard you say and what has happened in my own life is the moment you take a step, 
-hmm. it begins to activate that purpose. And so the first step will actually guide you into the second and the third and the fourth steps so that God then can open up more vision and clarity for you. And I will tell you just with Girl Power Alliance, there was this vision kind of, but when I, when I actually took the first steps, everything else started pouring out. And so for those of you that are listening, hear what she told you. It is, if you put it on your heart, it already exists in the kingdom. It's just a matter of you actually going and getting it and making it happen. Like we have to partner. We, it's, we're partnering with his purpose. He gave us a job. It's like this. Like if you're a mom and you're listening to this, you tell your child, you know, I want you to sweep the floor. Right. And they're like, okay, but the broom doesn't sweep itself. They have to partner right. with the broom. Yeah. <laughs> right. <That's true. laughs> like they got to partner, they got to pick the broom up and partner with the broom. The broom does the work, but they're moving the broom. And it's like, we have, I always like to, I always think of this, this verse in the old Testament, like God will bless the, bless the work of our hands. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we have to take steps to do that. Okay. And so you've taken these crazy, wonderful steps. Does your husband feel better now? (laughs) Yeah. Well, what's kind of funny is back in August when he was just freaking out and I really didn't jump full-time into my business until October. Okay. Really? It's been seven months. Okay. This will be the seventh month of just whole hog. And I told him in August, I said, I'm going to buy you a truck for Christmas. The backstory being when we were expecting our first child, he had a like one single cab little truck and I was like we can't have a baby in your single cab truck like we have to so he traded his truck in for a mom vehicle and he's the kind of individual that needs a truck mm, and okay. for seven years he has not had a truck I told Aww. him I'm buy you a truck for Christmas I'm gonna don't worry God's got this I know this is right I just I feel it in my bones I'm gonna get you a truck for Christmas November less than a month before Christmas there was not enough money to put a down payment on a truck. And I, I kept telling him, like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. God's going to open the doors. I'm going to get you a truck. for December 21st, we bought his first truck oh. in seven years. And I wrote the check for it out of my business. I was so excited. And it wasn't like a brand new truck. But Doesn't actually, matter. when I was telling that, and I used that disclaimer, God challenged me, like checked me. And I'm not one of those to say God spoke to me, but there's a lot of times where I get those feelings where I know it's like, the Holy Spirit unction, like mm-hmm. popping me on the hand a little bit. And it's like, this is a blessing. You don't get to discount it. That's right. And so I didn't, we didn't need a brand spanking new truck. The truck that we got was exactly what he wanted. And it, God opened that door. And so it has been just a crazy ride. I'll, can I share with you one Please. more thing that I think is really important to tag on to the end of the, you know, this progression of ministry and walking in your purpose. I think a lot of times we justify that hesitation at the beginning. Um, and we say, okay, we're just trying to make sure that this is from God. When sometimes I don't think it's that noble. And I know for me, there was times where it wasn't that noble. The reason I left in uh, or the reason I, I knew I needed to leave in August and didn't leave until October was not because I was waiting to see if this was of God. It was because I was scared. Um, I was scared financially because I wasn't sure what walking away from this meant. Um, even though I believe God's my provider, I was still, I still had fear about the finances. Um, and I had the fear that I think all of us deal with, and we all pretend like we don't, of what people would think, mm-hmm. especially when it came to, because I do content and copywriting, promoting on like my personal channels and creating 
um, you know, a Facebook business page and tying it to my personal page. Um, like people seeing that, oh, I, I was in business for myself and then I left and now I'm back again, like admitting to the world, Hey, I flopped. And it wasn't like one of those, um, oh, you know, I failed Jesus. Like the, you know, those <laughs> like little failures, like the 80 year old lady gets up and testifies and you're like, when she says she fails Jesus, I guarantee she means she tips less than like $5 to her grocery <laughs> guy. <laughs> like, no, when I was in, when I was doing my corporate job, I failed bombed, nosedived, did not hit my goals. Not one time in the seven months that I was in that job, it was bad. (laughs) And I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I had been broken down emotionally, all of those things. My pride was like in the toilet and I was embarrassed. So sometimes I think we approach this hesitation and we act like, you know, we're just waiting on a word from the Lord. When really God's already given us the word, he's already given us the unction and we're just not stepping out because of fear. Yeah. So I want to ask if you're in that place and you're, you're hesitating and you're not, you know, I, I don't want to make too much of myself and you know, I don't want to put myself up on a pedestal because this is truly all about Jesus. Are you being humble or is fear keeping you hidden? Mm. Because humility, the point of humility is to glorify God. It's to give him the glory and the testimony for everything that happens, all the wonderful things that happen, whether it's getting a truck or, you know, growing a, a ministry that you're being called to. Humility is about glorifying God over self. Being hidden results in no one being glorified because there's mm. no testimony. God doesn't wow. get glorified by fear. God doesn't get glorified by your gifts never being explored or your ministry never being created. That's kind of where like, if someone's still hesitating and they've, they've passed that this is supposed to serve God, this is supposed to serve people litmus test and they're still not stepping out. That's when I'm always like, I need you to be super honest with yourself. Are you being humble? Or are you being hidden? Mm. Mm. Hiddenness never glorifies God. It glorifies no one. There's no testimony in hiddenness. Oh, that is so powerful. And I, I think that the enemy uses that fear and like, tr- like yeah. plays, plays with your mind a little bit right? Like he really, he really plays with your mind and that is so powerful. And the thing is, like you said at the beginning, you know, God asked you to kind of step out of the boat and walking, you know, when you think about that story, you, you think about the, the, the picture of that and how it plays out in our lives in a lot of different ways. Okay. We're not in a boat, we're not on water, but it's the exact same thing that he is asking of us. Do you trust me enough to step out into something that seems scary and possibly dangerous for a number of reasons, for your ego, for your finances, your family. Do you trust me enough to take the step? And it is a scary, it is a scary feeling. I've done it a number of times, even mm-hmm. this, even with Girl Power Alliance, I'm, I'm, I mean, literally it's current. I'm literally currently doing that. And it is, um, all I think about all the time is fear is never, God will never give us something to bring us fear. And so if there is that fear, it is the enemy trying to hold us back and he wants us hidden. He wants you hit for whatever reason you're allowing yourself to stay hidden, whatever the lie is that you're telling yourself, that's what he wants. And I feel so, I feel so, so strongly that every single woman, whether you are listening to this and you're a stay-at-home mom and you don't have a business at all, or you're running a business from home, or you work in corporate America, or you want to start a business, your voice matters. Your story 
matters. If who you're leading is just the people in your home under your roof, that matters. It's important. And your story needs to be told because other women need to hear how God is working in your life. Absolutely. And sometimes I think we get caught up in this, my story, like this big overarching. And we think, especially if you haven't gone through horrible stories of right. trauma or, and, and that's something to be thankful for. If God's protected you, then that has a testimony. Number one. Number two, I think if, if the overarching story of your life is something that is oh, it's super boring, or it's not something that I feel like needs to be shared, you can start, and this is storytelling is my passion. You can start sharing stories, just literally the everyday little things that happen to you, to your family, because that's, God operates so much on this micro level. And it's like, we're, we're looking, waiting for like, you know, skywriting visions or, you know, bushes to catch on fire. Yes. God's over here. Like I'm talking to you and I'm giving you blessings all along the way. And if all, if we only have this macro view of what a miracle looks like or what his unction or his leading looks like, we're missing all the ways that he's reaching for us, all the ways that he's showing himself to us all along the way. And sometimes it's in the goofy little things that our kids do, or, you know, the, the, just those quiet moments, but those things, if, if you, sometimes if you start there and you're like, I'm just going to share this thing that happened where it just kind of got my heart and, and showed me something that I knew, but just reminded me of it. And that in and of itself can, is a way to, to communicate and to share what God's putting in your heart. It makes us more sensitive. Yes. Um, whenever we, we capture at that level. And it also, I think it's more palatable for other people. So it's, it's easier for people to digest kind of these little snippets. So you don't have to start with this overarching, you know, once upon a time I was born to create a story, to have a story, to have a testimony because God is present in every single day of our lives and every single moment of our lives. And for me, the stories of my failure were just as important as the stories of the times that, you know, he brought me out or gave me this courage or, or developed these things in me. I fell down a lot, even in this business, even in the last few months, I have not had by truck months every month, not even, I mean, November and December looked very differently than January, February. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been times that I made the wrong choice or I gave into fear and didn't step out like I should have been. And my end of the year state or my end of the month statement reflected that I stayed hidden. Mm. Um, and so it's not something that you just get one time. This is something I have to Daily. remind my, I had to remind myself of this today because I got nervous about this podcast and I text one of my friends and she texts me back, go, go in like you're coming out because I've been preaching oh it to God. her. That's so awesome. It's just a daily reminder of whose I am, what I'm here for and the whole, the point, you know, what is the point of this? Who am I serving? Am I serving God? Am I serving people? And if the answer to either of those things is no, then I'm serving something else. And that's generally not the one I choose consciously to serve. I'm, I'm so happy you said, first of all, everything, I'm going to re-listen to this millions of times, but what you just said that, you know, you were feeling even nervous about this, about getting on the podcast. See, the thing is like, I feel like as humans, we think we're going to get to this place and then we don't need the same reinforcements or whatever that we did when we first got started. But that's a lie too, because we need it consistently and constantly. I mean, I think that's why so often, and especially in the New Testament, you know, there, God is, is using so many examples to talk about us being surrounded, mm-hmm. right? Like talking about who we surround ourselves with and the fellowship part. And 
Right. That's what I'm so very, very excited about with Girl Power Alliance, because we're creating this community of women. Like you reached out to your friend this morning to remind you, go in like you're coming out or did I say yeah. it wrong? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do that too. I'm like, wait, which way is it? Go out like you're coming go in, in like, we're, go coming in like you're coming out. Okay. And the thing is that's, that is my, that is my big vision for this, that we will create a community of women that will daily remind each other. your you are important. Your voice is important. What you're hearing, if you're hearing to slow down or be hidden or hide or stop, that is the enemy because right. we serve a God of progress. Everything. If you just look at nature, nothing just stays. Everything right. is continually evolving and growing and progressing. And why wouldn't it be any, why would it be any different for us? Absolutely. So I just. There's a difference between resting and stopping. Amen. Resting can come from him. Stopping, generally not so much. Exactly. Now shifting gears, yes, for sure. And those are scary step out of the boat moments, but you know, and I believe once you turn up the volume, the first Mm -hmm. time, the first time you take the step, you turn up the volume. But once you've done that, you've turned it up forever and you can never turn it back down. And so then it actually becomes an act of disobedience when you stop listening. Once you know that you've heard it, you take the step and the voice you now you're hearing him more clearly. Not that he wasn't talking to you before. We're just too distracted to hear. In my opinion, that's what I think too distracted. Don't recognize it. Don't trust it, but it's there all the time. Once you turn the volume up and then you willfully don't act, it's an act of disobedience in my opinion. And so, you know, I don't want to be disobedient. I want to continue to walk in that purpose one of the things that I have heard um, from just a giant in the faith and who I really look up to, he's um, an elder Hanscom. He's based out of Canada. Um, but my dad is, again, he's a minister, he's a preacher. And he, uh, they were talking about, um, they were talking about sin and just faithfulness and following after God. And uh, he shared with my dad something that really resonated with my dad and, and with me as well. Um, he said that all sin has one common point. Like there's one common denominator across all types of sin. And it is disobedience to the word of God. Mm. From the beginning to the end, every type of sin, you can imagine every type of sin that's ever happened was disobedience. So was um, Moses striking the rock instead of speaking to it? The act of striking the rock wasn't sinful, but it was sin and that it was disobedience to what God had told him to do. And there was repercussions from that. And so for us, um, you know, he who knows to do good and doesn't do it to him, it is a sin. So it's not even that he who does something wrong is sinning. It's if you know the right path to take and you know that God has given a word that this is the thing that you need to be doing and you don't do it, it then becomes a sin for you because God's put this unction in your heart. He's put this conviction in your heart that this is what's right. This is what he has you to go after. If you continually fail to follow that, then you're in sin. And then it's something that has to be repented over and, and turned from and, and made right. And that's always something that, that convicts me a lot. And just kind of this, again, another litmus test that I kind of hold in my heart. Like, am I doing the right thing? Okay, if, if I know that God has me, if God's telling me to do this and I'm not doing it, then I'm sinning against him. Even if it's not written in the Ten Commandments, if it's something I know that I'm supposed to do and I don't yeah. do it, I am falling out of his will. And that's not a place I ever want to live because I depend on his blessings and on his mercy 
to get me through my day because I mess up so much and I make so <laughs> many mistakes. Like I can't live outside of his will. I can't live outside of his favor. So it's like, yeah. I'm always like scrambling back to that line. Like, okay, what did you have me to do? I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I mean, it's the same, you know, when you, when you, when you experience the difference, I think that you do everything you can to stay there. And in my own life, God has, you know, his grace. I'll take steps thinking that it was the right thing and have made a mistake. And he's so gracious. He will always, you know, lovingly get me back on track. So it's just a, it's an amazing thing. And what you're doing um, is so valuable. You have a very, you have a very powerful voice. I hope that you will continue to turn the volume up on your own voice. You're, I'm so happy you're on this podcast. I'm so happy for anything that you want to do here with GPA. Just yes. The answer is yes. Um, you, uh, your testimony is amazing and I know you're helping so many people. And I know that this is going to be a really, really amazing year, even in the midst of all this crazy Like we're living in weird, crazy times. And I know that you're just going to be so blessed. And I think for Girl Power Alliance and for all of our faith-based entrepreneurs, like it is, there is no time like the present to step out and speak faith and speak encouragement and in the everyday and your overarching story, like it matters more now than ever before, because there is people that have walked away from their faith or people that haven't had a faith to begin with. They're open. Like their hearts are open. Their minds are open right now because because of fear, because the fear is so prevalent. People are looking for a relief and looking for an escape. There is no time like now to glorify God in our businesses, in our stories and what we're doing, showing his love to people. Um, I've, I've called it before. And when, with sales and with marketing, you want it to be kind of, you don't want there to be any friction. You don't want there to be a, a chance for someone to, to walk away from the sale. And I feel like um, I, I've used the term, a slip and slide, the slip and slide to the sale. I want our businesses not only to be a slip and slide to working with us, but also a slip and slide to Jesus, to who we represent, um, being a credit to the cross and everything that we do in business, in our own stories, in our own actions. And, you know, failure is going to come because we're human and we mess up and we, we get the priorities wrong or we let fear will our decisions. But knowing where to go and how to pivot and how to turn it back and be like, you know what, that decision wasn't spirit led. That, that decision wasn't from service. That decision wasn't one that glorified God. I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to repent. I'm going to turn on a dime and go back the way that I know he would have me go. And that's, can that's just kind of, you know, you asked me, you know, how has, has faith impacted decision-making within business? And it's that on the micro level, every single day, it's just kind of like going back to that litmus test, going back to that core. Am I serving God? Am I serving people? Sometimes that's not the, it's not even the smart business decision, or it seems like, you know, the business decision would be this way, (laughs) but God's guiding me a different way. (laughs) But it, always works out when I, I follow what he's telling me and like that, that heart direction more so than the brain or the wallet direction. It always turns out better. I'm glad you said that. That's one of the, that's one of the like main things of why I think this is so important because often the, the good quote unquote business decision to the world is not the right kingdom decision. And I, I hope to empower through what we're doing and hearing stories like yours and so many amazing other stories of women that, that they make decisions daily in their business that would go against, you know, the top business people, what they would tell you, but they, but they're in alignment with the kingdom and how God will use that to bless many lives, to prosper you, to prosper others. 
I hope that that is like my overarching hope is that we can encourage people that it isn't the, that isn't the wrong business decision and having kingdom principles in your business is the right thing to do. And it, it can be, uh, prosperous, profitable, abundant. I mean, I just, I just believe that. So God's economy works so differently than our economy does. Like, um, my dad, again, he, he is a full-time minister now, but he wasn't my entire life. He was a lay minister in the church. Um, actually my grandpa's church growing up, there's a lot of preachers in my history. My goodness. <laughs> That's why I talk so much. Um, but <laughs> there was uh, a time where he was basically owed a very large sum of money from a, a business when he was in commercial con- contracting and construction and he didn't pursue it. It was multiple six figures. He didn't pursue it. And there was people in the community that were like, why aren't you going after this? And there were other times where he had, you know, gone to mediation or things to, to make sure contracts were honored. Um, because we do have to make a profit in our business. Um, that's another thing for those in the back, your business or your ministry, it has to keep going. So you need to make money doing what you do so it can keep going. Keep Money's not evil. Right. <laughs> right. But he was walking away from this and there was many people that questioned it. And his only explanation to the other the people that were asking him to us older kids was that he just felt that it would be wrong to pursue it, that it was just not the right move. He'd prayed about it and just felt every time that he looked towards, you know, pursuing this money, it, there was a hard stop. Um, and I, I cannot only imagine how difficult that was for him and how difficult that was for my mom, you know, like, yeah. um, good sir, you are the primary breadwinner for this family <laughs> of many children. And, uh, that's a, that's a hefty he was, sum. He was reminded of the story um, of Abraham's life where he rescued the kings and the one wanted to give him all this money and all these awards and, and, and all, this, all these gifts and basically set him up as the king himself. And Abraham said no, because Abraham's goal and, and the, what Abraham felt God was leading him to do or what God was speaking to him was that God was going to give him all of this prosperity and God was going to give him all these gifts. And it, he didn't want it to be tied to man. Yeah. He didn't want to say, this is what a man has done for me. He wanted everything that he achieved to be tied to what God had done for him. And so he walked away from it all. And at the end, he came out much richer. Again, that's not all, our only goal, but he came out with many, many more blessings than he would have had he ignored that and just done what this man would do. And the same thing was true in my dad's situation. He walked out of it and there were people who were who found out about the situation and then called him to do more business and more deals and, and, and build more things for him because of the way that he handled that situation. And it was doors that the business relationship with this one crooked person could never have opened, Mm. but it was doors that whenever he followed the leading of God, God was able to start throwing those doors open because that act of obedience was what set the stage for even greater blessings later on. Mm. Just rewind this whole thing and listen to every word she says. That's all I'm going to say. Just keep listening to every word that this brilliant, beautiful woman has shared with you. So Brittany, if people want to connect with you, how do they tell them? Tell them where to find you. I tell them all the things. All right. So I have a um, Facebook community called Content That Connects. It's um, Facebook group slash Content Connects. And you guys are always welcome to join there. I do this all the time there. I (laughs) bring people on. I just jump on live and talk Uh, every day. There's something random that came out of my head. Funny stories about my kids, um, overarching things that I feel like God's laid on my heart, all about content, about telling your story. Um, And also a lot about the nitty gritty of, you know, how we can share our content through 
email marketing or sales pages or, or social media. There's always some things there. Um, so right now that's Facebook is my main platform. Uh, so Brittany H. Morgan uh, on Facebook and uh, BHM Content Agency is my business page on Facebook as well. So I'm always active in all of those telling funny, silly, spiritual. It, it's a mixed bag. You get what you get every day. <laughs> Isn't that life? <laughs> there's a, there's a story about my six year old um, wanting to take on Michael Jordan and basketball coming out very soon. So I want to check that out. Okay, that that's going to be a good one. Well, <laughs> I played appreci- basketball for thirty minutes this weekend, and he's an expert. Now. Oh, now so he's the pro. There's some nuggets that I got out of that. So you because you're looking because you're looking yeah. for it. Yeah, we just have yeah. to be aware of it. Well, um, I will put all of her information in the show notes. If you're listening to the podcast, I will make sure that's in the, I don't know, I guess like the information below the video in the on the YouTube channel. And um, I'm just grateful to you. Thank you so much for uh, sharing so many valuable, valuable nuggets on this podcast. I know you're going to bless tons of people. I personally will be continue to be listening to it over and over. So thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. This was a joy. Thank you so much for hanging with us for that podcast. That was, oh my gosh, I loved recording that. I wanted to make sure that you knew that you could go to the Girl Power Alliance Instagram page and enter a giveaway that we're doing right now. We are giving away one of those beautiful journaling Bibles. So if you're artistic or you wish you were artistic or you always wanted to draw all over your Bible, now you have permission. And in addition to that, we also are giving away custom tabs. So you'll have a tab for every book of the Bible, make it really awesome and easy to go in there and dig. You just have to head over to our Instagram page and find the post, follow the Girl Power Alliance Instagram and tag five friends in that. So go head over there. We're doing the giveaway on April 25th, so you still have time. And if you have not already done so, head over to the girlpoweralliance.com website. We want to put you on our waiting list, on our wait list, so you can get all of the updates and information before anybody else. (laughs) So go do that. If you are interested in being a guest on the podcast and sharing your story, or if you would love to be one of our Girl Power Alliance featured coaches, You can also get that information on our website under the collaboration tab. So go check that out. We're so excited about this movement that is being created here with the Girl Power Alliance community. We cannot wait to connect with you and meet you. Uh, You know, Girl Power Alliance, this is where women grow. We'll see you soon.